Hi everyone, welcome to Two Black Girls. So, quick recap every week, make sure that you guys really know who we are. We're two very opinionated 30-something Black millennial professionals who are just out here during the Rona trying to figure life out. So, every other week we come together and we just talk about a lot of our ideas, beliefs on policy, things that are happening, and how that fits into our world as Black millennial professionals. Today's episode is titled Social Media During a Pandemic. So with everything that's been going on, social media has definitely taken a huge spike up. People are leaning a lot into technology. We've talked about this before with the social closeness and finding different means to connect with people, even though we are asked not to congregate. Uh, So we'll continue to go down this path as we talk today about social media. So Nicole, Social media in business in the world as a millennial. What do you think about it? What's going on? I think that if social media was important before, it is the very essence of the bloodline of communication now. So, um, hello world. I come from the opinion that, um, I I don't really use a lot of social media, so it's been really interesting to see, like, everything shift towards, you know, the social media platform. Everything from, you know, um, Instagram spikes of just how I spend my free time to using it for uh, virtual happy hours and Zoom. Like, it is the lifeline of how people are getting all of their information at this point during the quarantine. Yeah. So I thought that I used social media a lot until this has happened. And now I see that um, I'm absolutely an amateur when it comes to all of that. I miss everything. I miss the big baby face and Teddy Riley battle. I always miss them. I always miss all the the free concerts that DJs do. Um, Just Things that are happening and floating around in social media, I miss because I'm not on it constantly. Uh, And part of that, though, is because I am using like social platforms throughout the day, but I'm using them for work. Like my job has heavily leaned into Zoom and heavily leaned into Google Drive and, you know, the, the Google Suite platform. And so I'm always on the computer or I'm always on my cell phone. Um, But I'm not necessarily like on Instagram or Facebook as often as I thought I would be given the nature of everything that's going on yeah so like I would say that I'm very I mean I guess if you consider Skype a a virtual platform I'm I'm very heavy Skype for business um occasionally if I'm reading different news articles and they reference like a Twitter post or an Instagram post I may go and, and find that exact thing to see you know to get the the context of the story but um I'm not gonna say I don't have enough time in my day to be on those platforms but I am very much um still the old school turn the news channel on or pull up the news article or um shop the brands that I tend to stick with so this is all very it's been very interesting to see the the spike and um the increase in time that I do look at a lot of these things when on average, I am not very heavy with the social media presence. So is your job using 
any specific platforms like other than I know you said Skype, but are they using anything other than Skype? Are y'all having staff meetings and stuff? So we have done a lot of uh, WebEx and a lot of um, go-to meetings, which has been prevalent in the business world. Um, I think a lot of it is there's heavier usage now, but um, I think the most we've kind of stepped out there is would be every other Friday, our, our happy hour, so to speak um, on, I guess, I guess maybe that's even a go-to meeting. <clears throat> Sometimes we used Zoom, but um, it's still very old school in, in my field. Um, you know, the investment world is watching the market all day. So it's not really, I mean, it's it's not a whole lot of playtime during work hours. So I think I think if there is social media usage, it's it's more during the personal time and not so much needed for business, at least in what I'm doing from nine to four. Yeah, that is so different than um, like my experience, you know, in education. And we've talked about this, you know, schools are just not open anymore um, physically. So teachers are using a lot of these different platforms. There are, there are a lot of online learning platforms. Um, but even then, the, the teachers I support who are being most successful with their students, they're using like Instagram and Facebook, like they're hosting Facebook Live. Uh, meetings and they're posting on their Instagram to tell their students to go and read this book or uh, they'll tag somebody on Instagram who has a really cool poem or something that they want them to like analyze or write about. So they've definitely tried to, and I'll say this, I support people who teach older kids. So, (laughs) you know, so like my teachers are obviously using the platforms that they know that their students are using because they are their tweens and the teens and the preteen age. So they'll real quick log into Snapchat and do something and then tag their students in it because they know that that's something that their students are already looking at. So I think it's interesting when thinking about the different ways that like different sectors are using it now mm-hmm. since we have mm-hmm. become so virtual as a, as a world and a society. Um, I'm wondering, though, I hate watching the news, uh, but I do like reading like these little random posts by like the Atlantic and HuffPost and stuff like that. I'm, I'm wondering how are, I guess, means like that being used more, if at all, do you think since we've been in the pandemic? Do you think there's been a difference in people who are logging into stuff like that versus people who are like now just at home watching the news? I mean, I think that because it's a pandemic, there's been this constant need to keep up, up to the minute, up to the, the, the day type numbers or breaking news or, you know, what's going on with signing of this particular bill or the, the payment protection plan program. So I think that everybody's gotten um, the feeling that most social media people had before the pandemic, which was, I have to be on, I have to see, I have to know. And so that type of contagious feeling has driven people to go look for up-to-the-date news and up-to-the-date breaking news on things. But I don't necessarily know that there's been a full shift in that sector of the business. I think I think they still use a lot of the old school methods as well. Like, you know, the live um, 
speeches and the the writing of the articles and um I dare say newspaper but I don't know the last time I picked up one of those um so I think I think for that sector um not shifting everything to social media is still very very crucial but that that brings me to the the next point of having a stronger social media presence though has been the lifeline for a lot of businesses. So a lot of your retail, um, they, I mean, if you're not pushing a social media a platform strong, then you may just be missing out period on the consumer right now. You know, I think companies like Nike have even gone to the lengths of changing their catchphrase. You know, it's not just do it anymore. I think it's, um, hashtag play inside or something like that so (laughs) I mean some companies have taken it like a complete 180 and just pushed all of it to social media um and so I think that for some sectors like retail it's become absolutely crucial to stay in front of consumers through their channels which would be like you know, the Instagram and, and, oh my God, I had my sister this past weekend, this TikTok thing, (laughs) all these dance challenges and like, you know, hit songs or songs that become hits just because they came from TikTok. Like I will admit two weeks ago, I had no idea what TikTok was. And that makes me sound so much older than I am, but I probably know 10 new dances now just from having my sister for the last five days it's I mean (laughs) it's so you know I guess some artists musically are taking full advantage of that as well um and so you know and then you have the the face brands like the Kardashians who you know they constantly have to stay in front of people to stay relevant and so (laughs) everything from just a 15 second Instagram post of their face left to right or them sitting by the pool in a bikini you know as long as it keeps the name out and the the face prevalent then that's their lifeline I mean do you think what do you think about social media and who's it most crucial for right now so I just as soon as you brought up the Kardashians I thought about um because I'm not a huge fan I can't knock their hustle because they're very smart. I was just talking to my partner about this the other day. They are some very smart business women. And I know Rob isn't a woman, but I don't think he's one of the smart business people in the family. So the <laughs> other part, the other people in the family, the Kardashian and Jenner clan um, are extremely smart when you think about business savvy. So it made me think about Kim because she has this random video that's circling around where she was like trying to do like a makeup tutorial and, um, her daughter keeps coming in there behind her and like making silly faces and jumping on the bed. And she's visibly so annoyed. And she's like, can I just get five minutes to myself? You know? And so she's annoyed because she's trying to do this makeup tutorial, but she became much more liked by people because they started to see her as like a real mom, you know, during the thing. Mm -hmm. And so even though that wasn't even the point of her video, she's still making money off of this video and she's still becoming relevant because of this video, you know? So that definitely made me think about that. Um, I also thought too, when you were talking about how companies and and brands in general are like shifting the way that they've presented themselves in the past. um, That is so true. Like how many people, especially small businesses who like small businesses who are savvy enough tech wise to take advantage of this time, they're still making their money. 
Um, cause when I go on Instagram, I see like the, the bodybuilder people who are always talking about like fitness and health. So if they're smart mm-hmm. enough and they're posting like these 10 minute fitness challenges or working out at home or how to take advantage of your backyard, like people are like tapping into that now, or these are new recipes, you know, that you can try. Um, uh, people are like tapping into that now because they have time to sit and scroll. And so they are getting their name out there um, more than they they may have before because people were occupied with other responsibilities and other things that they had to do. So now it's almost like, because we talk a lot about small businesses and how the pandemic has affected them. Um, I think though that the folks who have these small businesses that are capable of being virtual, like they're actually gaining more than they probably would have if this hadn't have been happening. So they just, yeah, I just think makes me think back to when we were talking about like, what are our interests and what are our hobbies and how are we taking advantage of the time that we have and the platforms that we have and the resources that we have. Cause a lot of these tech people are making themselves easily available and accessible. Um, I know people are calling and this isn't necessarily directly related to social media, but I know people are calling for the streaming sites to become free for the next like couple of months, you know, since people are at home, like mm-hmm. if I'm going to be at home all day, and I'm already trying to figure out how to pay my rent. Like the least you can do is give me Netflix for free. Give me this little $10 for free. Right. Right. Yeah. I think that, um, you know, the whole situation with the pandemic is unfortunate, but you know, from the worst fire comes fresh plants. And I feel like for those people who, you know, were very old school and didn't want to take the technological push, this really forces you to get with the times, so to speak. And so I think that overall, if you can, if you can get on the bandwagon and if you can make the most of social media for your business, then it helps in the long run. You know, I don't see anybody doing all of this work to, to create the brand on social media. And then when it's all over, like, okay, you can take that down moving on. You know, I think it forces you to set up and forces you to look at a different customer base and take advantage. And I think that sticks when all of this is over. And so um, I think for a lot of businesses, if this was like a startup opportunity for you to get on a social media platform, then, you know, it gives you that, that extra customer base and that wider span of reach. And I think that's a good thing. I think that's a good thing. So I've been struggling with finding a healthy balance um, as it relates to using, you know, social media and technology for work and using it for pleasure. I know that you talked about, like, you don't really use social media like that anyway. So as someone who doesn't have that same struggle, what would be some tips or strategies that you would suggest for someone who's trying to find a healthy, let me not say balance, because, you know, I'm a person who believes in the word integration. What would be some... (laughs) What would be some tips or strategies for someone who's trying to find a healthy integration of social media use for work and pleasure? Well, I would have to say the first thing would be honesty. Like you have to realize, be honest about like where the, the, the boundaries are like um, with your time. So I think time limits are very, very important. Like, you know, a lot of times we may be on 
we may be reading an article and then it has something, some type of Instagram post or something in there. So then you click on that and social media is just one of those things where, you know, click, 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 and, and you're in a totally different space on a totally different subject. And, and yet you're still somehow caught up and very interested. So it's, it's about um, time limits for what it is you're doing. Okay. Am I reading the news? If I am, let me stay in that vein for X amount of time. Or am I just, in la la land just just clickbait in 50 different areas okay fine but let me just put a time limit on that or am i doing something that directly relates to business or you know my business constituents that i wouldn't normally be doing with my free time like a happy hour on zoom okay i can take that as business so to speak um and a time limit on that and and being really careful that it doesn't overlap into our necessary spaces of life. Are you um, eating like you're supposed to? It sounds silly, but you know, people can get so caught up in social media or screen time, period, gaming, everything that, you know, some of us aren't doing the necessary things we need to be doing, eating, sleeping, sleeping enough, um, eating the right things, you know, not just something you can reach for. Are you, are you turning that off to go fix a quality meal? Um, an interaction, you know, if you're not in the house by yourself, still a healthy human interaction with those you are living with. Um, I don't believe in being up under the person that you're stuck in the house with because, you know, we still want to be amicable when this is all over. But <laughs> are you breaking to still have that real human interaction time? Um, you know, it's become really, really difficult for kids now because their school is considered screen time and their recreation is screen time and so you know and it's dangerous for some to even be outside depending on how congested their community is so um we've kind of pushed them into a corner of these are your options so if time limits are, are very very important in terms of um being on social media and, and what you're doing and categorizing it the right way so that you're integrating um, business with pleasure with um, coronavirus inquiries all in a day. I mean, what do you struggle with the most? Do you think you just allow it to overlap into the necessary spaces? Yeah, so I have, um, so I have on my phone an option where I can set time limits for my screen use for certain applications. And then once I've reached that limit, it shuts it off to where I can't access it. So I, I had already done that because I primarily because I have a very unhealthy relationship when it comes to email. Let me just <laughs> <laughs> let me just say I have a very unhealthy relationship with email. So I had I set that up and to help me also I also was like, okay, I'll also limit like Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that with this. But now since I find myself having um, quote unquote more time, since I'm not distracted with other things, I'll just go on there because it's not impossible. It's not like the apps will lock. It'll give me an option to ignore the limit. So then I'll just be like, ignore, you know, which defeats the purpose of having the limit set in the first place. So then then that makes me feel like, well, I'm clearly not finding a healthy integration of these different tools because I'm just ignoring the limits I have set for myself, you know, um, because I want to just continue to play this game. I found all kinds of games that I like to play <laughs> on my phone. Um, so I, I've just struggled with just sticking to the boundaries uh, 
Because one day, actually, I had reached my Facebook limit at like 9 a.m. I was like, how oh, it's 9 a.m.? The hell did I reach my limit at 9 a.m.? You know, so then that day was kaput because, of course, I was like, ignore. And then I wasn't able to really do the things that I should have been doing um, on my devices because now I've like extended my time for this other stuff that I felt like I had previously had a healthy balance on or a healthy, yeah, balance of time. So as someone that's using social media heavily, is there enough that's really, really interesting on there or really, really pertinent for you to know? Or is it just you're caught in a world of distraction? Yeah, no, nothing really pertinent. I wish that I was not missing out. Like, I was very sad I missed out on the Teddy Riley and Babyface um, battle. So, like, stuff like that, I wish I could see. I'm less interested about the stuff that's actually happening on Instagram or not just Instagram. I don't want to like make it seem like I'm bashing Instagram, but I'm less interested about the stuff that I see on, on these platforms, but I feel like I have to be on them so that I don't miss things like the battle that I want to watch. And I still end up missing them. Um, so nothing ever excites me like that. It's usually boredom because I'm actively working on limiting my television time. So then I'll say, okay, well, I don't want to watch TV. I don't want to be in front of a computer because I'm always in front of a computer for work. So what is the other means? Oh, I have a cell phone. So then, you know, then I'm like using these platforms on my cell phone just to occupy my time. Because um, to your point, right, like I live with someone, but I don't want to create an, a space where we're no longer amicable at the end of <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the quarantine you know because I I know I can be a lot and I can be intense so I feel like I have to also like limit the amount of questions I'm asking and the amount of time I'm talking so I'm trying to find like different ways to get like the um I guess the the energy and the fun I I can't think of the word I'm trying to use but the funness that I want at that time and other other ways so I definitely haven't figured out that's why I asked you because you don't struggle with this at all so I I definitely feel like I haven't figured out a solution um and I would imagine that others are also not because there are there are folks who don't miss anything which means you're always on social media you know so I would imagine that they would need some tips as well I just I'm always fascinated by the people who can come up with the memes or the taglines or the the fresh face of the brand instantly to just it just amazes me and it it goes viral. Um, So I, I realize this is some people's whole job and I can totally respect that it's created jobs. Um, It's interesting. It's interesting. So. I'll ask you this. Did you, were you a heavy Zoom user before the pandemic? Because that seems to be the hot new thing. And I say that very loosely because I have no idea what the hot new social media platform was even before all of this, but it's a name that I keep hearing. Do you use Zoom at all? So I I mean, I work remote. Technically, I don't even live in the city of my employer. So like, if this were not happening, like, like things have become um, more intense because of the, you know, like the pandemic and all of that. But I was using Zoom previously anyway, because I don't even live in the city where my boss lives. Um, And that is the means in which we used to communicate. Now, I've definitely had to become more savvy 
when it comes to the other platforms because I support teachers who are now having to use them more. So now I'm more aware of, like you said, the TikTok and all of that. Marco Polo. I already had Marco Polo. My nephews are young. So at first I thought Marco Polo was a platform that like elementary school people use, but now Marco Polo has been like popping <laughs> too. Like everybody's on that. So I'm like, oh, okay. So I like kind of knew about that also, um, but not enough. I don't know enough about anything to feel like I'm an expert in anything. I just know these names because I have to kind of appear to be relatively hip because I work around young people. Mm-hmm. So in the education sector, do you think that a lot of this virtual type um, way of communicating or teaching, do you think it sticks after the pandemic? So I have like mixed feelings, you know, um, on one end, I think that we'll have no choice but to become um, more tech savvy, uh, you know, and on another end, that's kind of frightening because you're already hearing people like justifying taking teachers out of classrooms. Because now at this point, it's like, why do we need teachers if we can just get this platform? Because now since all of this has happened, like you have all these ed tech companies who are creating lots of uh, platforms and means to teach, do teaching and learning in virtual ways because they now see that that has become a need, right? And so like mm-hmm. what could end up happening and I don't support this, is that people start saying, like, let's just get rid of the teacher, combine classes, have somebody in there to, like, monitor to make sure their technology is working. Let's invest more of our money into the platform and into, like, um, actual, like, hard, you know, hard drives of computers and tablets and all of that. So that makes me sad because you cannot replace, like, a human person with a computer. Um But I definitely think that that is something that is going to eventually happen as folks continue to buy into a lot of these online platforms that are available. Yeah. I think for the business sector, um, there's definitely going to be a wave of acceptance with a lot of these platforms. And I I think that some of the remote working sticks. um, I do. I think um, things like Instagram, Facebook, if it was seeing a decline, um, it's definitely on the upside right now. I don't know if, you know, users get bored or people get bored and it, it sees a decline again. But I think all of that is definitely on the up and up right now. So um, it's been interesting to see. And again, your brands like, you know, Nike and all of those sports brands and things like that, I think that they continue to take full advantage since consumers are basically in front of one screen or another all day. I don't think it converts a non-platformer to a full platformer. I don't, I don't think it pulls me in that much, but I don't think it takes you from being a super platformer to a moderate platformer <laughs> either. I think... I think whatever vein you were in, you just kind of, you just kind of stay in that vein. Like, I mean, once all this is over, you know, if it's, if there's increased screen time, I think it's just because, you know, you're like curious or you're bored or you get caught up. But I think we all eventually go back to our, our usual, usual usage um, once this is all said and done. But, you know, that could be months from now. So one last question. 
you know, does it make or break business? So I don't know. I think, um, I mean, based on like what you're describing and what I've shared about how, you know, like some of these small businesses or independent owners of businesses are leveraging it and how you're sharing that, you know, Nike has shifted their entire slogan to better um, market themselves for different types of athletes. Because uh, being an athlete and being active looks very differently now than it used to when when outside was open. You always see all these memes like when outside opens, this is the first thing I'm going to do. Uh, <laughs> so I definitely think that it has helped in that way. I also think, though, like I was just on a Zoom call earlier. Uh, one of my friends had a gender reveal via Zoom. And oh, my my hope my nerves were just shot because it was just like, oh man, man, the aunties and the uncles. We kept saying in the chat and we kept, you know, getting into the uh on the mic and saying, Can everybody please mute their their mic? And like they just didn't understand. <laughs> so we just kept hearing all this feedback. So we couldn't really hear what my friend was saying as she was trying to like tee up the gender reveal and we couldn't see, you know, because we, you know, on zoom, the person, the speaker is the one who has the larger um, video screen, but because everybody's mics weren't muted, everybody was a speaker. So everyone was like bouncing back and forth. And then my nerves was just shot. I was like, this is not, you know, I can't do this. Um, so I think in <laughs> instances like that, like, it's not helping because if you have, and that was a, a casual event that I was a part of, but if there were something that were to have been more business related, um, that could have definitely broken an opportunity to close a deal or to make a new client or to do whatever, because it's so disorganized and the people who do feel pretty competent um, and using the platform are annoyed. If I didn't love her, I definitely would have logged off. Um, so I think it just really depends on like, how people are using it, using platforms, how they're using, um, who they're inviting to these platforms, the ground rules that they're laying on the platforms, like all of that stuff matters. I think when you're talking about whether or not it will affect somebody's bottom line in the future. Yeah. I mean, it's like kind of early to see the full effects of it. I'll admit I haven't read up on it yet, but you know, they did the, you wouldn't know, you could care less about sports, <laughs> but they did the I NFL did draft this year. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the world is indeed changing. Um, again, I, I am curious to read the full feedback on how they thought it went versus kind of normal drafting. But um it just it speaks to how the world is changing so yeah I, I, it's funny you mentioned your story because I'm wondering like what glitches or what type of like mandatory mutes they had to do for people in order to have the draft run smoothly um but yeah so we'll see how the how the world progresses I'm also curious to see how um birthday parties are going to go I was invited to my coworker's 40th birthday party via Zoom next Friday. I uh, don't quite know how that's going to go. Like that gender reveal went immense. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't quite understand, but um, I support her. Uh, so I, I just, I don't know. Okay. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, 
we've shifted into the next part of our podcast, which is Nicole's knit. So my knit, my my finance tip, since finance is what I do, um, I'm sure you all have been hit in the face several times with articles, news feeds, tweets, texts, Instagram facial expressions. Where's the stimulus check? Am I getting a stimulus check? I've already gotten my stimulus check. How much was your stimulus check? It is the the topic of the year for right now. Um, so for those of you who haven't gotten your stimulus check, I am feeling deep sympathy for you. For those of you who didn't qualify, I hope you made enough money to justify not qualifying. For those of you who weren't expecting a stimulus check, like my friend, I'm very excited for you. Um, <laughs> this tip is for those of you who got a stimulus check and you're wondering, most of you aren't wondering, but if you are, what am I supposed to do with this? Either it wasn't enough or it was a surprise. It's more than I was expecting. Whatever your scenario, I've got my top five tips as to what you should be doing with this stimulus check. Um and yes, these are in a particular order. So number one, buying your essentials, um, groceries, uh, medical supplies, prescriptions, you know, the things that you need right now to get on with day-to-day living. Um, we're in a very unprecedented time. People are losing their jobs. And so for some of you, this money came right on time to get the things that are needed. Um, number two, Catch up on bills. Uh, some of you would categorize that as being essential, but essentials are essentials and bills are bills. So number two is catching up on bills. Uh, that rent payment that you were not able to get out of or, you know, the utilities you have to keep on. The Netflix you may still be paying because they haven't made it free yet. Uh, you know, bills. Three would be savings, your emergency funds. Um, they say you're supposed to have three to six months saved up. For a lot of us, that's not realistic. But if you know you have your essentials right now and you have your bills paid up, then now's a good time to cushion that emergency fund, especially if you work in one of those positions where you could be getting furloughed or you could be facing a layoff if things continue to get worse or you know, your state decided that they want to reopen the business, but you don't feel comfortable yet going back to work. Um, now is a good time to build up that savings, that emergency fund and cushion that. If your emergency fund is where you want it to be or you're in a pretty secure position, you know, you're an essential worker or you've got enough money coming in, um, pay down that high interest debt, those credit card bills, um, all of your revolvers. You know, maybe you have a home equity line of credit, a personal line of credit, um, a credit card, those things that that can be paid off or paid down that are drawing in a lot of interest, you know, a bill you can get rid of. And, you know, if you're like my friend and all those things are taken (laughs) care of and you're super responsible, now's a good time to invest. Um, I'm not licensed to tell you what to buy, but I am opinionated enough to tell you to buy. So uh, the market has taken a bit of a dip. Um, it's currently back on the, the, the rise, but any given hour on any given day can change that with the way news comes out. So now's a good time to be taking advantage of beefing up your portfolio, your retirement fund, 
if in fact you can't think of anything else to do with the money. So uh, that's my niche. That's those are my tips. And um, I, I, I hope we get more stimulus if it's needed for the people it's needed for. Well, thank you very much, Nicole, for sharing that. I was not expecting uh, for me to be included in your niche at all. Um, but I do agree uh, because I had this conversation with one of my friends and that was the first thing I told him he was like I don't know what to do we're fine you know we got our special baby money set aside because he's expecting Um, so I was like invest like even if you don't feel comfortable enough in the the market to do stocks and stuff consider doing some bonds now obviously I don't know I really don't understand the difference between either one but I do know that bonds are safer than stocks so I encouraged him to at least invest his money in something other than a savings account. Um, okay, so shifting to Sherelle's Corner, um, where I'm sharing gems that just make us all better. So my corner this week is very brief. I've recently, so one of my coworkers um, gifted me, surprise gifted me a book titled A Year of Positive Thinking with Daily Inspiration and Wisdom and Courage. And I'm really loving it uh, because it really is a book of positive thinking. Now, usually, I'm sure Nicole would would argue with me after I had my conversation last time about uh, embracing the feeling in your fingers. But usually, I'm not (laughs) super into like stuff like this. I'm more of a a realistic, practical-minded person, but I really do appreciate this book um, because it really does have a lot of positive tips that we, especially as women, often overlook. Um, So one of my favorite ones that I've read so far, uh, the title is, You Can't Pour from an Empty Glass. When you feel like you are running on empty, you are. Trust that and take a step back. Rest, heal, collect yourself, then reconnect. Only after you have refilled yourself will you be ready to dive back in and take over the world. And so I really wanted to share this one in particular because I know we've been talking a lot just about like being mindful, um, being sensitive to our mental health, listening to what our body is saying, listening to where our brain is telling us about how we're feeling, keeping our stress down amidst all of the Rona and everything that's happening. And um, I really appreciate that this is really talking about it's okay to acknowledge that you don't have it all together and that your energy is not all the way where it needs to be. And it's okay for you to actually do the work that needs to happen and focus on yourself rather than always work focusing on other people and what other people need from you. Um, Cause you're not a help to other people if your energy and your cup is, is empty. Uh, and so that's something too, that I'm always talking about with my teachers, especially because it's easy as a teacher or any type of person that works in public service to run yourself ragged because you're so worried about just like the well-being of humankind and, you know, the well-being of, especially when you're talking about children or animals. Just found out that Nicole is an animal lover. So it's so, <laughs> I am. It's so easy to just run yourself into the ground when you're, when you're helping people who may not always necessarily be able to help themselves, but you're not any good to them if you are empty and your cup is not full. Um, and if you are sick or if you are now missing or if, you know, all of this other stuff is happening. So just embracing that opportunity to think about it, reset, collect yourself, regain your energy, and then continue to thrive. That's all I got. That was great. 
That was great. As great as my... So the opposite of when my cup runneth over. When my cup be emptieth. Is it as I great like as that. telling you to focus on the feeling in your in your fingers? No, I like <laughs> the empty cup better because it allows me to self-pity for five minutes about why the world is the way it is in, in my view. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, I like that. I like the book and I like that quote. Uh, hopefully we get more of those quotes as it applies to life. Um, well, good people, we are um, wishing you all the best in your four walls. We want you to stay safe. And if you are an essential business worker, we are sending our thanks and our appreciation. If you are back at work, we want you all to be wearing your mask and stay six feet away. And uh, remember to manage your 24. Regardless of what's going on in the world, there are still 24 hours in the day. And you are entitled to maximizing those hours and making them work best for you. And we will see you all in two weeks. Bye, y'all.